Welcome to OK Girl, Let's Talk, a podcast to share our real opinions and chat about dating, our faith, pop culture, and more. So grab a glass of wine or a cup to spill the tea as we laugh through a real conversation on living our best Black women lives. OK, girl, let's talk. Thank you so much to our listeners. I know personally I've had friends and family reach out to me and tell me how much they're enjoying the podcast, and that means the world to us. If you would, make sure that you leave us a review on Apple so that other people can find our podcast. We appreciate Mm -hmm. it so much. Thanks, guys. Thank y'all. So on today's episode of OK Girl, Let's Talk, we are discussing some of the public myths that Christian celebrities have made and how we can be a bit more gracious towards them. We're so excited to be chatting about these topics. In fact, Christians in the Spotlight is something we initially bonded over. So let's talk. So the first one that I think was, I want to say was pretty, kind of a big deal for people was um, Kirk Franklin and his son. So if you're not aware of the situation, so if you're not aware, Kirk Franklin has a son from a previous marriage, from the current marriage that he's in. And they've kind of had a, him and his son have had a strained relationship over the years. Um, and recently, Kirk Franklin and his son had a phone call and there was a blowout. And Kirk Franklin basically did what, you know, he lost his temper. And the son recorded it. And he put it on the internet for everybody to hear. And so many people had lots to say because there were lots of profanities and I'm a, you know, this and that to you. And so people were, had a lot to say. And I personally feel like, we don't know their business. I don't have anything to say. Like that's, maybe you shouldn't talk to him that way, but like at the end of the day, who am I to tell him how he can talk to his son? I agree. I agree totally with that, Leah. And, you know, a lot of people put, you know, Christian, Christian rappers, Christian, just anybody in the Christian window, I guess they put them on the pedestal like they don't cuss. They're human, you know, and then they even pastors. Like if somebody see that pastor out there getting a drink and they looking like, oh, pastor drink, like he's human at the end of the day. So why do y'all, you sin, so it's like, you know, God sees sin all on the same level, but people think that because you're a Christian, your sin is going above everybody else's, like, God's going to mm-hmm. get you more than anybody, like, and like you said, Leah, they, you don't know their circumstances, you don't know the background history, and I think the daughter was speaking on that, like, you know, she had spoke out about that, like, y'all don't know what, what's going on and how many years we've been dealing with my brother and his verbal abuse, and he only, you know, did a snippet of when his daddy, what his daddy said, not what he said prior to the whole mm-hmm. conversation. So it's like, everybody like, oh, he cussed. And, you know, then Kirk Franklin decided to do a big apology. Like, no, don't be apology, uh, do an apology for being who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I apologize no. that I'm on a Christian platform. But, you know, hey, you, 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 you acted out of emotion. You know, we do that at time to time. Yeah. yeah I feel about it. Yeah, and at the same point, like, going back to, like, us not knowing the backstory of the family, for the son to record the conversation, there probably was already some type of tension and probably previous discussion that we're not privy of. 
And so I really don't think it's our job or our responsibility or even our right to come in now and to place judgment on truly either of them because we don't really know what goes on behind closed doors. We only see the little bit of what Kirk Franklin shares of his personal life. Like I, I can't say I honestly know that much about his personal life and, you know, his, his children and his other wives or, you know, what else, what else is going on in his life? I remember years yeah. back he came um, out about you know being addicted to porn pornography. Y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. years ago he came out. You know he was on some talk show talking about his addiction to pornography. You know then you know all the Christians were like, oh God, how dare you? But these same Christians being in the church house, you know, over there molesting, you know, uh, the young boys, and you know over there, you know, raping and you know, getting drunk, beating your wife and stuff like that. But then it's like, you see, you see the, the, the plank, I mean, the speck in your eye and in your neighbor's, what's the scripture y'all? It's like, you see the speck <laughs> in your brother's eye, but you, you know, have a you plank might, in you're your avoiding eye. the plank in your eye. Yeah. And I, and I feel like that's a lot of Christians like, oh, how dare them? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Look in your eyes and see what you're doing as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's relevant in this conversation, but I do know sometimes people like to hold pastors, leaders um, to different standards, you know, in terms of what they should role model. And so I don't know if, you know, that's 100% applicable, like right now. What do y'all think about that? No, I was going to say the same thing that I feel like, especially with social media, um, that, and especially with like this new age of like, Christian influencers, quote unquote, and pastors, churches, all these people have Instagram accounts. And so you're seeing like a portion of their life that looks so perfect. And so in in that coupled with the fact that they're usually in some type of leadership role in a church or just they seem like a quote perfect Christian, we have to remember that they struggle with stuff just like we struggle with stuff. And so it's not fair that when they fail and it so happens to be publicly that we just jump in and give our critique as if we don't fail ourselves, but it's not publicly. So yeah. it's just, it, and I'm sure like having the additional, like, like for, like, I'm sure for us, like when we fail or sin and we already have ourselves on our back, like, dang, like I messed up again. But for you to have an additional like comment section and all of these other like critique coming from the peanut gallery I just can't imagine like the extra pressure that that holds mm. with you then trying to present as like for the rest of your brand per se on Instagram because now you're like dang like now I gotta overcompensate or whatever because I messed up and at the end of the day that's not how it should be like we all mess up yeah. we're all human we're all imperfect and so if somebody messes up like how about we just be like dang and keep it I mean, you like Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you you're forgiven, so why you can't think you can't forgive your brother? Mm. Yeah. I don't I'm know. Like, just keep it moving. Right. That's his business. That's their family business. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure they family be more messier than that, honey. Right, yeah. But I it's not on the internet. <laughs> it's not on the internet for everybody to hear. And the other thing that I find really annoying with, and this isn't just like Christian related, this is just like public figure related, period. And I'm not a public figure, so I don't know how this feels, but I hate when like stuff happens with people that are in like a 
public arena. And people say, like, they they respond, so they get criticism for whatever they did. And they're like, followers respond like, well, you're in the public lo- public eye, so you signed up for this. Like, that's, that literally irks my soul, and I'm not even, like, a public person. No, I, I signed up to, like, create or do whatever you signed up to do and for, like, us to interact as a community. I didn't I didn't sign up for y'all to comment on every single small little thing about my life. Like, yeah. I think we have to have a little bit of grace with people and remember that, like, people are human, like I just said. Yeah. But still, like, it, it just drives home the fact that, like, we, we fall. Like, stuff happens. Yeah. Every time, you know, they put out a public apology, each and every time, like, when celebrities say something, maybe about the LGBTQ community, or they say something out the way, or they they see them drinking or something, they're like, "Oh, well, let me apologize about like why does it have to be a public apology for you know being human?" Yeah, every yeah. time. I think that's just become the norm that like people are. I think rightfully, I think sometimes people are saying, "Oh, so people are so sensitive." Like I think there is kind of like a status quo that we're moving towards. Sometimes it appears to be more sensitive, but if it hurts people's feelings, it hurts people's feelings. I think the long elaborate notes apology is a bit, mm-hmm. you know, it depends on, you know, what they're apologizing for. I think the notes right. apology can be a, a bit, you know, what do they call it? Just like for show. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I think like in this case, like in Kirk Franklin's case specifically, um, I don't know the son's intentions, but it seems like to record a private conversation and then post a private conversation, it, that seems really vindictive to me. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if like that was necessary. Like, he, I don't know if Kirk Franklin needed to have like a whole apology because that really was just a conversation that was never supposed to be outside of them too. Yeah, for all of us to hear anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well... At the end of the day, you know, I hope that they were able to reconcile and, you know, figure like heal from that situation, whatever the situation is, because yeah, I'm sure it caused some type of anxiety and flare up within their family. So I hope yeah, they're that's able to heal from counseling. that. That's some fat, whole family yeah. counseling right there. That's a whole sit down. Where are young? They got to fix that <laughs> their life. <laughs> She need to go in and do Kurt Franklin family. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully there's some type of restoration there. But yeah. let's just have some grace for the Franklin family, okay? Yeah, seriously. Okay, so the next topic we're talking about Derek Jackson. He was raving all on Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> And if you guys don't know, Derek Jackson was a relationship guru. So he had all the answers for people in their relationships. And so then it came out that he's been cheating on his wife. And a lot of people didn't even know that he was married. And then it it is, I guess it makes it worse because when John Gray, Pastor John Gray, when he cheated on his wife, he was the first one to point fingers at John Gray and said, women, y'all need to stay away from men like this. But the whole time, you was doing the same thing. So ladies, tell me what y'all think. Okay, Derek Jackson, yes, he was a relationship guru, but his advice was targeted specifically towards women against men. Right. So just so you have the full picture. Okay. 
Yes. And just to clarify from my, from my own mind, was he like targeting Christian women too, or like was he saying that his his advice is biblical? What was he saying? He was trying to put Christ in it. Like he did a lot of he did like more so put scriptures in it, but you can tell like he had a Christian background, a Christian uh, raised from a Christian household. So he tried to put you know a little street and a little Christian in the midst of it because some videos you know he had a little cussing in it um backdated because i i actually you know probably like five six years ago and i was like oh god this is this man is telling the truth oh my gosh yes <laughs> yeah, stay away from men like that and so you know i was one of the women i guess a little naive well i don't say naive i just thought it was good advice that he was giving I'm like yeah this man got all the good advice for us single mm-hmm. women out here and all along you over here doing your poor wife lord so no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's why this story was interesting to me because I never followed him, but I've obviously have seen him on like YouTube, like his YouTube videos pop up and stuff. And he obviously had a lot of commentary, a lot to say about other people's relationships. So when this happened, it was just very interesting to me to see how he responded. And when not only he responded with his wife in a was it an instagram live or an instagram post or something mm-hmm. and in that it was very much like i'm i am accountable to god my um and i'm accountable to my wife like i'm this is very much a christian household i've repented for my sins like we've moved mm-hmm. on to the next um and then he also did a reaction video to his response <laughs> in third person can we note that it was in third person it was in third person as if it was like somebody, somebody else said he had reacted oh. to previously it was very i listen i know it was cringing to great, watch yeah but that was a little creepy i'm not even gonna lie like it was very like okay so you think this is funny <laughs> maybe he felt that he did the response video so quick that like he had to have a follow-up video but talking in third person he was like yeah so you see this guy in the video you know he did his wife really like wait a minute you are the guy that's you to the wife like uh quit talking in third person (laughs) it was very strange um but from from what i saw um because I did watch his wife's video, I think. Or maybe, no, no, no. I didn't watch his wife's video. I watched the video of him and his wife in full. And from his wife's perspective, she did say, from the way she was talking about it, it seemed like this happened like some time ago. And that she said she had left and she saw a change in his behaviors and she came back. Um, so maybe for him in making the reaction video to their response, it was funny to him because they maybe so far past it that like, you know, the internet is up in, up in a tizzy, but he's like, ha ha ha, like we're back and we better. So let me just monetize. Maybe that was his thought. Because it seems like they he did that when faith. they was dating before they even got married. He was, um, you know, wasn't faithful then. Oh, well, Lord. <laughs> so she knew that going forward that he wasn't faithful. I'm not saying that people don't change, but I guess she already knew going in that, you know, yeah. loyal to yeah. her. I will <laughs> say I will say 
coming out of this situation, seeing this situation play out on social media, obviously when Derek, well, if you don't know, when Derek Jackson and his wife sat down and did their video, there was a lot of um, conversation about his wife and that she looked like she was over it. She had on like a, it wasn't a bonnet. No, was a it, was a bonnet. it was like a, you know, a crochet little like knitted cap you used to wear over <laughs> your hair. You have some of your hair. It was like kind of like a beret, but not really. Yeah, right, right. But it covered all her hair. It did. It didn't have all of her hair in it. Um, and people were talking about her, and she also made a video on her Instagram page. Very, granted. Let me let me preface this before I say what I'm going to say. I'm not married. I don't know what it's like to be married. I don't know what it's like to be cheated on in a relationship. I don't know. So I'm speaking from single Leah, don't have that type of experience. But my biggest pet peeve on the internet when it comes to people, especially Christians and women who are married, is this God is testing me Mm -hmm. via my husband cheating on me. So I have to stay. And not saying that you should get a divorce. That's not what I'm saying, but I think it's dangerous to put that out there. Like God is, will just allow you to be in a, I mean, it's, it's toxic and traumatic to be cheated on, mm-hmm. let alone publicly and think that that's God's will for your life. I think that's dangerous yeah. to tell people. And I don't think that's God's character. And so I get so like, upset when people do that although at that at that time you know they're probably like just speaking from their experience and what they think is going on but I think we have to I don't know what their solution is stop using God in the midst as I say I'm I'm obviously not married either and I feel like that's you know a very individual personalized decision whether you're going to leave your spouse if they're cheating or not but and I'm not quite you know, well-versed on Derek's history, but it seems like this is not the first time that he's cheated, that he's cheated in their marriage and before they got married. I'd imagine those are possibly two different women. And I just, I don't think it's quite as simple as saying God's testing me in this situation. I feel like Christians use that phrase as a scapegoat for a lot of really, really challenging circumstances, Um, you know, and maybe it is a test. It will say, like, failed my exam. God's testing me. Sometimes we can avoid things like that. Study for your exam. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I hate to be the person to say that. I don't like studying. But, like, sometimes you, you can prepare yourself for the test. Yeah. But I don't necessarily think, um, you know, infidelity is a test that God's going to send someone. Yeah. Which I feel like at the end of the day kind of goes back to our previous point is that we're all human. We're all going to fall short. You can't predict if your husband's going to cheat on you, obviously, Um, even though there usually are some red flags. Um, But I just think we have to, like, this whole notion of, like, I'm staying because I have to prove to God that I'm willing to, I don't think that's the thing. Granted, like I said, I'm not married. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I also think this goes to show like how much emphasis the church puts on family, which I want a family one day. But there's so much 
I don't know if y'all feel the same way pressure to like create a family and be married that comes within from within the church that isn't necessarily from scripture like yeah. there, there's nowhere in the bible where god says well if you believe in me everyone's gonna have a husband like that's that's unrealistic Absolutely. um and so i think that also comes like she probably feels pressured to stay in her marriage because she feels so much pressure to have a family yeah. which is a really like unfortunate situation and it kind of goes back to the differences the differences that women and men are treated in the church mm-hmm. because if you think about it women all of our conferences are based off of I mean, not all of them, but majority of them are very much on finding a husband, having a family, yeah. kind of like you said, Morgan, well, while men aren't so much. And then when you get married, if the woman cheats, if the man cheats, it's a test for the woman. Mm-hmm. If a woman cheats on her husband, she's a Jezebel, right. she's mm-hmm. a, you know, all of this she stuff. She got the whole like, leather on her. Where's your yeah. thing? For the man, for the man, and it's not because that's how, that's how they treated us. Exactly. Doing I feel like it's a double standard there because yeah. you don't see no man getting online. Well, I, I'm sure he wouldn't get online anyway, but I've <laughs> never seen a situation play out where a Christian couple would, and we probably would never see this, where a Christian couple is married, the woman cheats on the husband, and the husband is like, oh, well, it's just a test from God. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-mm. That's not how it works because that's not how they're brought up. They're Mm-mm. taught. She cheat on you? She ain't it. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty more. Why are we, why are we not uh, you know, t- talk like that, though? That's the thing yeah. about it. <laughs> like, why can't we be taught that way? Like, ladies, be strong. You know, you can, you can do this on your own. And a lot of, lot of you know, single Christians, you know, they, they you know, they, I, you know, like y'all said, this prepare you to be your wife. Like, even school, I remember back in high school, I took a home ec class and they was have babies and teach you how to, you know, I was like, what the world? Like, how you know I want to be a mother? Which I do, but yeah. I'm saying like some people in there didn't want to be no mother. Oh, let's learn how to cook and ladies, let's learn how to sew. Like, uh yeah. anybody can do this class. And then, you know, speaking of the church, you know, I know a young couple they got married and the church was pressuring them after they got married to have kids. Like, why are y'all not having kids? Why are y'all not having kids? Like, let them let them enjoy their marriages. Like, you know, the churches be all in, you know, married people business. Like, okay, if you're married, you got to have kids. You got to start right now. Yeah. Instead of like letting people enjoy their life, what if they want to travel? What if they don't want kids? Is yeah. it okay? Yeah. Yeah. What if they can't have kids? Like, that's another thing. Like, y'all all in their business about having kids. Yep. Yeah. And I think that pressure, that pressure from church and just pressure in general, especially on women in order to like get married and like have a family, have kids, all of that stuff sometimes makes us, and I'm not saying this is the case in Derek Jackson and his wife, mm-hmm. but because we've kind of gotten off that topic at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that um, it sometimes makes us miss red flags in our mm-hmm. dating process. And then you miss the rep, it's fine, it's fine, you know, I don't know if I'm ever going to sign it, like, I don't know if it's everybody's thought process, but I'll be honest, this is, this probably would be mine right now, right now, I'm not in a relationship, but I actually know this will not be mine right now, I take that back, 
but this is what I'm saying in this example. But, you know, you're with somebody, they show you red flag. I don't know what the red flag would be. You know, there's plenty of them. But, and you're like, yeah, but like, he's a good guy. And like, I want to be really be married by 26. So maybe I just stay with him because I don't want, I don't know what like my congregation is going to think. Like those types of things, I feel leads to pressure, like young people, especially into getting into marriages that they knew they shouldn't have never gotten into to begin with. Yeah. And um, not saying that it's their fault at all. Like, obviously we have to learn from things that we do, but that type of pressure has to really like let up because it's excessive. Okay. I've let go of the pressure at this point. Okay. But some people are really in that. They are. Yeah. Sad. I know. I know a couple of people like that. Like, Okay, I want to be have kids by 26 and I want to be married by 30. And it's like, if I don't fulfill that, then I, what am I doing in my life? And then that's when people start getting depressed. It's because mm-hmm. of that, they're like, oh, shoot, because, you know, everybody in the church looking at me. And mm-hmm. you know what? And I'm going to be transparent for a minute. I honestly stopped going back to my home church, going home, because I felt the pressure from the, the church members. Because, A, yeah. I was single. B, I didn't have any kids. So, you know, when I mm-hmm. got there, people like, oh, you got a you got a man? You ain't got a man? You ain't found no man? Yeah. You got any kids? You ain't, you, ain't, you ain't got none. It's like looking at me like I'm I'm the lesbian. Ain't nothing wrong with lesbian or anything like that. But that's how they were looking at me like, you know, like something was wrong with me because I, I kept coming back single. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kids. And how I was like, it, it made I, I didn't want to go. And my mama couldn't figure out every time I came home that I always just left out Sunday morning. Yeah. She, She's getting ready for church, and I just left out because I'm like, no, I, I I can't stand that. First yeah. of all, mind your business. I'm living my life, my best life, okay? Yeah. Because I have a lot of stuff going on for myself, by myself. Yes. So, no, I don't need a, a, a man to get what I got. I, I got it with me and God. Yeah. yeah. So, let's normalize staying out of other people's business. <laughs> yeah. Stay they in your own lane, sisters. Their relationship and their uterus. Well, that being said, we're going to leave Derek Jackson and his wife alone. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to stay in our lane. They seem to have restored their marriage, so God bless it. Okay. But <laughs> he might need to, you know, tread lightly in making all these videos. Yeah, that, that's where he need to stop it, the relationship. Yeah. Yo, he might need to stop it. That's why he really put a pause right now and go to relationship counseling. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like, and this is the last thing I'm saying on it, I feel like had he cheated on his wife, and not granted, and not done all these relationship videos. Nobody would know who he is, and he would just be a Derek Jackson that you know his wife. But it just made it that much worse that he had like spoke publicly about people cheating prior. And it's like, sir, <laughs> I think that's what. It now, means. yeah, that's when he went in about uh, Pastor John Gray. I think that's when like, mm-hmm. uh-uh. oh gosh. Anyway, okay. So it's a young girl um, that I watch on YouTube. She's, you know, pretty funny to me. You know, I, I love comedy, like I said. And her, her name, uh, where her YouTube is Nicole TV, 19-year-old. You know, she's married, and she just recently had a little boy. And she named him Messiah. And I'm a person that goes through comments. Um, so I thought it was a cute name. But of course, us Christians decided, you know, to put our little two cents in about the name. And a guy had stated that, you know, her child was 
you know, going to hell because you know his name is Messiah and Jesus is a jealous God, and you don't never, you know, like what 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 exactly did it say, Leah? Say something in that sort of context. Um, Hold on, let me get the exact comment. I can go right to her YouTube. Hold on. So it's a guy had commented about the name. He said, that's too much. If God takes him from you, you all know why. You were warned, you were warned. You know, some people don't know how to write. But anyways, you were warned. God don't play that. The Bible says our God is jealous God. And it's like all over her name and her child, Messiah, he decided to say that. You were warned. God wow. don't play that. If he takes you, from, if he, if God takes her child from her, she knows why. Wow. Why would anybody say that to somebody? I don't get that. I mean, I think people forget that as quickly as you can tear someone down, you could build them up. So he could have spent those 10 minutes, he spent typing, you know, saying like your kid's going to go to hell or whatever, to literally like either pray for her, explain to her why he finds it offensive. Like there were just so many other solutions rather than saying, if your child dies, you'll know why. Because that's, that's not our God. Like our God does not punish us. Let's not kill our children based on the parents' actions. Like that is just completely irresponsible and should not have been typed. And if you yourself, I think at the end of the day, if you yourself are a Christian, where's your heart in saying that? Like, where are you coming from in saying that? Like self-righteousness? That's what it sounds like. Because it can't be love. It can't mm -hmm. be kindness. It can't be any of the, that's not, that doesn't come from any of the fruits of the spirit. So why on earth would you go on her page and say something crazy like that? I'm, I've never heard of anything like that. It was it's just right. so sad. And if she if she's not one of the people that boasts about being a Christian, and so yeah. like Morgan said, that was his time to teach her instead of you know pointing a finger and condemning her. Yeah, and like who and even go ahead. As as far, as for the teach piece, I don't even know if that that is necessary. You don't like the name. Got it. Right. She don't need to know that. She just had yeah. a baby boy. She's okay. enjoying the time of her brand new baby boy. We all know postpartum depression is real. Right. Don't go yeah. add into it saying crazy stuff like that. If you don't it's like the name, keep it moving. Take yeah. graduate. Oh my God, this baby boy is beautiful. You ain't got to say his name in the comments. Just keep <laughs> moving. Yeah. Right. And if you don't like the fact that she named her baby Messiah, unfollow they have this beautiful thing button called don't suggest this channel to me anymore <laughs> yeah. or something like you can yeah. use that like yeah, i don't her. understand why people decide they gotta be out here giving out unsolicited advice on these little comment sections you yeah. don't know her and it's not even advice it's just being hateful like that is literally hate speech and that's not god like you can't say oh. hey, i was i was doing god's work no you wasn't you let flesh take over when you wrote that comment. That was nothing of God. Yeah. Don't don't put God into that because God wouldn't do yeah. anything like that. Absolutely. So when I when teacher first brought this to us, my first first of all, I got very upset. But my reaction to it was, if this goes back to like public or like very big like Christian influencers, quote unquote. I use that term, but I don't know if that's really what you would call them. But if you see that they're doing something that maybe isn't biblical, that maybe isn't aligned with your personal conviction, because, you know, we have 
the convictions that are, you know, of the Bible for all of us to follow. And then there's some things that are just personal convictions that you choose not to do that isn't necessarily like a heaven or hell issue. So if you see it's something that's maybe your personal conviction, but not a conviction for everybody else, how about you just pray on it? Just yeah. pray on it in your quiet time. You don't have to speak on it in their comments. You don't have to send them a nasty DM. Like, just pray on it. Pray that, you know, if you feel like that's a very, very strong conviction that everybody should pray that their accountability, their community will let them know. Pray that God will let them know in their prayer time. Mm-hmm. That's not, I don't think that's for us to be out here. Like, I, I don't know. I don't believe I should use unleaded gas in my car. I don't know. Just some random thing. If I see somebody using unleaded gas at the gas station, what I want to do, run over to them and tell them, no, no, no. Don't, because this is, no, like, for what? That's my yeah. own, per- that's what I've come to the conclusion about. If that's your friend, that's a different situation. Like, if it was us, and I could sit down with y'all and say, hey, y'all, I feel like we shouldn't use unleaded gas anymore, and this is why. And then y'all can make our decision. I would still respect you if you decided to still use unleaded gas, but at least, like, it's within a respected community that's already been built. You guys are already holding yeah. yourself accountable. I just feel like us being on the internet and like just spewing hate because other people don't follow our same personal convictions is just wild. Like no yeah. matter how much you watch somebody on social media, you don't know them and they definitely don't know you. They're strangers. Like why? Just get to yourself yeah. and pray on me and- if it bothers you that much. Definitely. And going back to kind of giving grace, like teacher was saying that the girl, the mother, isn't Christian. And so she very well may not know like the meaning of Messiah. Like it's my understanding that she named her kid Messiah because it's a combination of the mom and dad's name. And so she was was just being creative. Like she thought she was just being creative. And so all the person had to do was say, like, hey, like actually Messiah for Christians means lord and savior like you know she could have just mm-hmm. it, he could have just explained it like send a normal person and explained it hey not even consider renaming your kid but maybe like hey you might get some pushback down the line because of this because we, we don't know her intention like i'm sure i don't know this girl but i'm sure her intention wasn't to offend people not at all no so, i'm sure her mind was i'm about to have a baby yeah. I want to give him a name. That and means I'm something. Give him a name. Yeah, like, yeah. Congratulate her for having a great birth. Because, you know, Black women, you know, we, we're the number one. We we died in birth more than any other race. We have yeah. patients doing labor and delivery. So, and, and congratulate people. And, like, oh, my God, you know, I'm glad that you made it through labor and delivery. Your child's healthy. Nothing, you know, horrible happened. And, and just leave them alone. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, just focus on the positives, okay? Hey. I mean, granted, you know, at least when you're speaking on other people's stuff, like, there's no reason for that. And if you do have something to say uh, to somebody who you do know, say it privately. We don't got to put it in a comment. Right. Like, for what? You just trying to show everybody that you know everything? You're like, what? What's the point? And that was just hateful. You could have kept that to yourself if you yeah. didn't show him putting no Bible scriptures <laughs> with it. So he could have kept that to himself. And the other thing that I, I, we, 
kind of touched on when we initially talked about this topic is that we, I don't believe she is a Christian or at least she's not, she hasn't publicly said she was, but let's say she's not. And so she's had this beautiful baby boy. She, she got her husband, like they, you know, living their life as a family. And they see this comment from this hateful Christian, quote unquote, what, what's going to now make them decide to be a Christian? Nothing if they're getting it. this kind of hate from Christians over something like naming their child Messiah. Like, I feel like this kind of goes back to like, where's your heart in certain issues? Like, that doesn't show her the love of Jesus. That doesn't, like, that's not going to bring her to mm-hmm. want to get to know Jesus or like come to be a Christian. Like, that's just going to make her be like, okay, Christians are hateful. And that's because you on the people, internet acting crazy. And that's how a lot of people actually view Christians. Um, you know, I have people I know that, you know, like, watch I be a Christian because, you know, the pastor, you know, cheated on so-and-so and he did this. And so a lot of people have this view of Christians in a bad way because sometimes how we project ourselves in a society and that goes from judgment to like a lot of people put Christians on pedestals and that's that mm-hmm. can be a thing as well. But when Christians do things such as write nasty comments, we're not spreading the love of Christ and we're not leading people to Christ commenting mm-hmm. things like that yeah because i hope i hope he i hope he felt conviction when he hit this <laughs> because that's just crazy and i hope he went back and deleted it we pray that i'm gonna pray for that but i hope she didn't see it hopefully she didn't see it maybe she get way too many comments and she didn't see that oh but you said she posted it huh mm-hmm. yeah she posted it i because she said yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't the first person that said something about her son's name. Hmm. It, oh, internet is just crazy. There's just crazy people on here. And it's just sad that folks got to act like that. And then say they Christian. Oh, give us a bad name, man. It's a bad name. Stop it. They can, they can come from false teaching, though, too. Because some, you know, people, they where they get their word from, you know, and who they get fed from it uh, probably feeding them stuff like that and telling them you know some some churches they are really you know really harsh messy and and, and beat the bible and they bible thumpers like you know you better let people know about christ and let them know how they're going to hell if they don't get to life right you know you see them people that passing that pamphlets and on the speakerphone you know downtown stuff say you're going to hell yeah i ain't never experienced that no i definitely um, have um not personally yeah. but i've been in close proximity to stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely hateful i mean i think it just goes back to like as quickly as we can say something mean to someone we can easily say something nice um and encouraging and uplifting and i think sometimes it's really easy to forget that um or especially on the internet when you're not actually seeing a face connecting with someone and seeing how they react um but yeah, people are mean yeah, and I think we just have to, to realize that at the end of the day, our our words can affect other people, mm-hmm. and we should be careful in how we speak to people, and how we talk to people, and like our interaction with people, whether that's online or not, because it's a bad reflection on you. Like if you say you're Christian, it's just it just it don't look good, and it's just not beneficial. Like how is that beneficial? But anywho, so I think our main takeaway from this convo is that 
nobody's perfect, which we all know, but let's just reiterate that. None of us are perfect. Even the man that left that comment, he not perfect either. Right. Gotta pray for people first and follow them if you know we don't agree with their content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes back, but I think that also kind of goes back to um how like people tell you to protect your if it is they they say protect your ear gates and eye gates. Is that what the term is? Or the anyway. I've never heard that phrase. Um, well, protect like what you're what you're watching, what you're looking at. If you see something that like causes you to become like angry and like judgmental and like hateful, one, figure out why mm-hmm. and maybe unfollow them because it's probably something you may not need to be looking at any further and address the issue within yourself first. Yep. Mm-hmm. Actually only. Only you don't need to <laughs> like you don't need to share that with the rest of the world. Like just figure out like dang, why am I so upset that homegirl named her baby Messiah? Like what is it that like really bothers me about that? And it may just That's be something that you like, huh? That's a therapist moment. My therapist had me doing it. <laughs> That's awesome, Leah. I'm just saying, like at the end of the day, like just look at yourself and then keep it moving because there ain't no reason. Just unfollowing. Just keep it moving. Yep. Because when self-righteous comments and messages just make you look crazy because that person is a stranger, you don't know them. Let's normalize that. Remembering that people on the internet are strangers, just like the people that you be walking by in the store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. That's all I had to say. All right. So now we're going to talk about our highs and lows of the week. Um. So Leah, what was your high? What was your low this week? I'm excited to hear. I got my high and off the bat this this time. Um, so my high for this week was that I had an intro call, aka a job interview, mm-hmm. and it went really well. So we'll see how that goes. It's actually a really fun job, so I hope I get it. So yes, keep me in prayer on that. So hopefully I get that. And um, the low is that. I got my second COVID vaccine um, the other day, and them symptoms hit me hard. I was out for 24 hours, and I have not felt like that in a long time, honestly. So that was definitely a lot. I was literally on my couch, stuck that whole day. So that was my love. What about you, Tisha? Hello. <laughs> you know, it, it's a good thing, you know. Um, Come on, not having a low. <laughs> thank God. Um, you know, things been been looking good. I, I feel really blessed that I don't have to discuss a low. Like, I guess, like, three weeks ago when I did get my COVID vaccine, that was my low, though. Because your girl, you remember I test y'all? Mm-hmm. But um, I don't really have a low, no. I've been thinking too. Well, I mean, I, I had, you know, probably like, no, you know what? I do got a low. I had like 20 rejection letters for jobs. Mm. But I think this one going to come through. We're going to just go ahead and pray and touch and agree yeah. on it. Yes. Because yeah. I told God. You I only said, need one. That's all. That's all. I was like, you know what? After all them rejection letters, I, I know that right one is going to be for me. Um, My mm-hmm. high. Oh my God, y'all. I'm going to into graduation. 
ASU, let's go. Black and educated. Right. Period. That's a good hide. I took my graduation photos, finished my senior paper, you know. Big ups to Miss Morgan that's going to edit it, you know. Well, you know, proofread it for me. I got a good friend in G's. My bad. You know, and everything's going good, you know, love wise. I love it. Oh, <laughs> love to see that Morgan, right, Morgan your highs and your lows yeah, highs and lows my high would be that I just celebrated my 26th birthday <laughs> thank you thank you and despite like the challenges and like how awful 2020 was 25 was just such a great year um I really enjoyed like who I became when I turned 25 I don't know what happened but like I really feel like I blossomed into myself which sounds really lame um but it was just such a great year I really enjoyed it I feel like I I became more self-aware in a way that will really help me in my next chapter of life as I enter the the late 20s and I don't have a low this week I feel like it's been pretty good um I will say, like, in, in terms of, like, being accountable to myself and, like, I have not been working out. And so, like, that's the only low. I've not been, like, working out or holding myself accountable to work out. But I don't, you know, I don't think most people would um, work out on their birthday week anyway. So I think you get a pass. Right. Oh, I meant, like, in general, not just the week. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. It's all right. No, you get back to it. You get back on it. It's just like ride a bike, here. <laughs> Eat pill, honey. Thank you, girl. Thank you. So we'll, but we'll, just, we'll, say, we'll just say it was due to your birthday. You were celebrating. Yeah, yeah. due to my birthday um, <laughs> and previous birthdays. <laughs> You're going to get back to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really don't have a low. That's the only way I can think of. And that's not really a low, but it is. Awesome. Okay. So next episode will be the start of our series on mental health. And we'll be kicking it off by talking about how we took care of ourselves in 2020. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at and let us know what your favorite self-care activity is. Thanks for listening, but now we want to hear from you. Follow us on IG at the letter OK Girl Let's Talk and send us a message to let us know what you think about today's conversation and what we should talk about next. Until next time.